The following program is sponsored by Evangelical Life Ministries. Welcome to Engaging Truth, the manifestation of God's Word in the lives of people around us. Join us each week as we explore the impact of His message of spiritual renewal. From the lesson of forgiveness forged in the crucible of divorce, to the message of salvation learned by an executioner from a condemned killer, to the gift of freedom found in the rescue of victims of human trafficking. This is God's Truth in Action. Welcome to Engaging Truth. I'm your host, David Bond, and I'm here tonight with Dr. Christy Kirk, Provost and Executive Vice President of Concordia University in Austin, Texas. Welcome, Dr. Kirk. Uh, so glad to have you with us. And uh, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, just personally? Who are you and uh, your family and others that uh, you know you would like to to know about? Sure. Thanks so much for having me. It's it's an honor to spend this afternoon with you. Um, I'm a daughter of a Lutheran minister, um, not too far from from your home there. Um, I was uh, raised in Navasota, Texas, where my dad was pastor. Came to Concordia as a college student, I'm proud alumnus. Have been here most of my career. Wow. I did leave for a few years in there, worked at Texas A&M, but um, have been privileged to be at a place that I deeply believe in the mission. I deeply believe in the, the theology and, and practice of, of Lutheran education. And so have spent most of my career here. We are members at Faith Lutheran in Georgetown. My husband and I have six children. Six it's a complicated children. story. Um, <laughs> they have come to us in all kinds of different ways. Um, but but happy to to serve with our family in that way too. So. God bless you. That's uh, that's exciting. Uh, six children, and you live in Georgetown, and so um, uh, you have been there for most of your career. That's pretty cool. Um, and I guess you've seen quite a few changes then over the years there at Concordia University. I have certainly um, was a part of our historic campus. Yeah, that's where I came to school in downtown Austin. Um, I got married in that chapel. My raised my kids there. It was very um, close to that community. And mm-hmm. you know, the, when we decided to move, it was, it was hard to think about the mm-hmm. transition to a new place. But what I learned in that process is that Concordia, as so many of our churches and our ministries are, are, are about the people. It really is not about the place. And so while we kind of mourned that transition and the loss, what felt like a loss of the old campus, the new campus has been an incredible blessing. Um, we have been able to grow and thrive here. If if you all have never been to campus, I want to invite you. It is a beautiful place where we are surrounded by by God's incredible creation, and every day are reminded of of the beauty of what God has has done for us. And it's just a great place to thrive in an educational environment. And so, um, well, well, we mourn sometimes the the old place. It has been a great gift. Also seen enrollment grow, grow significantly. When I came here, I think there were about 600 students. Now we serve about four times that amount, about 2,400. Our programs have expanded. We have graduate programs, including a doctoral, doctoral program in education, serving nursing students throughout the country, or I'm sorry, throughout the state. And it's just been, um, it's been great to watch how we've been able to really expand our idea of what it means to help people understand their vocations. And to go out and to live and serve in, in the world, whether they come to us as an 18-year-old freshman or an adult coming back to, to school, maybe in an online program or an adult program, and even into those doctoral students. 
That's that's so wonderful. Lots of changes, but a lot that is still very much the same. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I do know about that campus is it, it is a beautiful campus. It really is very special. At least, I, I don't know what the percentage of, of it is, but there is a percentage of it that is actually a wildlife, is it a wildlife preserve or a, what, what's the technical there, term? Yes. It's a federal, federally protected nature preserve. So we sit on um, about 400 acres as the whole campus, but roughly half of that, nearly 200 acres, are a federally protected nature preserve. Um, so it is protected. We cannot go out there except under certain circumstances. Um, but what that creates is, first of all, a learning laboratory for our students. We get our students out there. We can take them to do research and, and even not even research, just you know, some of our students come from very urban settings and you take them out into this preserved wilderness kind of experience and and there's great opportunities to just learn and reflect there. Um, and then certainly some of our science students get out there and do, uh, they do water testing and um, even some conversations about wildlife management. So we have some hogs out there, other <laughs> wildlife. So um, it's been a great resource for our student body. That's, that's really good. That's really good. So uh, you uh, also as a university in the Austin area, you have a connection with the community as well. Is that correct? We absolutely do. That's really one of the um, key points of our strategic plan. So we are entering a, a new five-year strategic plan that we've just created called Build, Connect, Thrive. And it really is um, very focused on student success. That's the centerpiece of that, of um, helping students from wherever they come from and wherever they're going to help them along that path towards success. But a key part of that is relationships with the Austin community. And that is certainly the um, Christian community of Northwest Austin, where we sit. It is continuing to deepen our relationship with churches in the Texas district. And it's also about industry, um, sponsoring the Global Leadership Summit here in Austin next week. Um, we partner with, with various Christian organizations um, for, for internship opportunities and, and hiring our graduates. And so really trying to make that, um, that connection to the community, again, as a way to to increase the opportunities for our students and to expand our mission. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of your mission, you mentioned a little while ago that uh, your mission has to do with helping students uh, to learn under the Lutheran learning. Can you can you maybe say that mission statement? Because it was very intriguing to me. Sure. Yeah. Our, our mission statement says that Concordia empowers students of all backgrounds to lead lives of critical thought, compassionate action, and courageous leadership. As a liberal arts university rooted in the Lutheran tradition and affiliated with the LCMS, Concordia develops the mind, heart, soul, and body, preparing leaders for lives of service. Wow, that's that's really good. Um, what, tell us a little bit about the Lutheran learning model. I love that thought. There is a Lutheran learning model. So we, um, we, so, we spend a lot of time with our faculty and staff and, and to some extent our students, but really helping them understand how what we describe as our Lutheran History, theology, and practice shape how we think about education. And so, so let's, what does that mean? Um, it means that as Lutherans, we are trained to think about the world in certain ways. So some of the things that we draw on our theology and practice are around paradox. Um, certainly a, a fundamental Christian um, tenets that, that Lutherans delve into. And so that's everything from saint and sinner. Um, but, but in a learning model context, it is, there are very few black and white answers in the world, and we are going to approach problems and, and questions, the, the deep fundamental questions of education, realizing that sometimes you approach things and, and two things 
can both be true. And, and that's one of the ways we help our students think through critical thinking issues that are relevant in the, in the current world. So that's one. Another one that we focus on a lot, we call um, um, humble confidence. And we use the phrase a lot, God is God and we are not. And that shapes how we learn. It shapes um, that we get to ask questions, that we get to deeply engage in issues, but we always approach questions of education from the point of we don't know it all. There's more to learn. We can learn about other people's lived experiences. We can learn about, um, we can receive a new piece of information that changes how we think and we have to be willing to go, you know, my previous thinking was wrong. I've learned, and I've learned something new. Um, and be willing to to change as new information is presented to us. So one of the one of the things you mentioned was the whole issue of paradox and having that humble. Uh, what did you call that again? Humble. Humble confidence. Humble confidence, uh, and that confidence is in uh, the revealed truth that God has shown us in His Word uh, about Jesus and about the the message of the gospel. And you mentioned uh, that uh, you have students. Uh, uh, there of about 2,400 or so. Uh, what percentage of those are Lutheran? And uh, maybe it says something about the opportunities there. Sure. Um, only about 8% of our student body right now is Lutheran. Um, so, again, that is one place Concordia has changed. That, you know, when I came in before, we served largely a Lutheran population, going back to the years we were at two-year college and even a high school before that. Um for us, that's not a detriment. It is a great opportunity. It is a great opportunity that others are invited into our community, and we get to speak to them the, the truth of the message of, of God's word and the gospel. Um, but we also get to listen to them and learn from them and um, shape how they think through this, this Lutheran learning model. Um, and so the more that we have the chance to introduce them to the ways that we think about the world, um, the more opportunity we have to to shape and form them, and, and ultimately, um, in some cases, actually be the ones that get to introduce them to, to Christ and his, his work in the world. Well, it just really strikes me that if you have that, uh, that humble confidence and you're trying to instill that in all students, that that's going to be a two-way street, isn't it? That they're going to also develop that willingness to say, well, tell me more about, uh, about who you are and what you believe and why you believe this. Um, do you have uh, a lot of, I mean, with that many students that are not Lutheran, uh, are there, are there like, uh, issues that come up that really kind of cause a little bit of a stir or is it pretty, uh, is it pretty well handled? What's the, what's the situation there? You know, it, it's, we really don't. Um, we have a student body that, um, thankfully so, I, I think, um, tend to be not students that rock the boat a whole lot. We don't get a lot of kind of, um, it's just the nature of the student who is drawn to a campus like ours. Don't have a lot of crusaders um, in, in whatever um, kind of political arena they might be from. And so it really is not an, an option. We, um, one of our values is being Christ-centered, but we describe that as saying Christ is honored or all, and all are welcome. And we take that very seriously. We make sure our students know that, that we are not this, exclusive Christian enclave that, yeah, if you want to attend, you can, but you're kind of kept on the margins of that, that, that all are really deeply welcome into our community. And we want to learn from you and have you learn from us. And of course, what centers us and all that is the Christ-centeredness of our faculty and staff who, um, as we are centered on the truth of the gospel, 
we have the opportunity to engage our students in all kinds of rich and wonderful conversations. Yeah, that's great. So what is the biggest program uh, as far as maybe the um, the major or whatever that uh, you have there at the university? Well, nursing it continues to explode. Um, so we created a nursing program about 12 years ago. Then a handful of years ago, we expanded that into an, an accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing. And then we are just taking our ABSN accelerated nursing into the Dallas-Fort Worth market. We just got Board of Nursing approval. It's very exciting. So we're developing relationships with hospitals in the Dallas market, and we'll begin to offer um, an ABSN there in January. So that's very exciting. Um, so healthcare continues to be a, a field that is booming in all kinds of ways. We continue to think about new programs in that area. We're bringing a Master of Science in Nursing back online um, in the fall. The other ones that continue to be um, big programs for us are, are business, business and communication. It's been a long time, um, large program for us. And the other ones that I you know, really focus on are kind of those traditional liberal arts courses, which includes everything from, from psychology, behavioral science, to, to history, English, um, those kinds of programs. Um, so uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the communications and business uh, program. Can you... Can you say uh, what is what is the genius of that, or what's the where does that where does that really take its um, uh, impact, or where does it have an impact? Sure, um, you know that's that's a program that just across higher education um, in the country people are drawn to. Um, it, it, in many ways, it's kind of a generalized degree that students can can go all kinds of places with it. Um, we have an incubator here on campus, um, so an entrepreneurial minded um, innovation center. And so many of our students are drawn to us for that reason. And so um, we have various programs within that general business, marketing, um, those kinds of things. Um, but that entrepreneurship and innovation center is one that attracts a lot of our students. Um, our young people today are very interested in, in entrepreneurship. And so we've really developed that program as well. We're talking with Dr. Christy Kirk, a provost and executive vice president at Concordia University in Austin, Texas. Um, Dr. Kirk, tell us also a little bit more about uh, the general liberal arts. You've got liberal arts of all kinds there. And uh, so I'm sure that there are some interesting courses that, uh, that are a part of that program. There are. So lots of different majors, options in that area. You know, one of my, um, I would say, pet peeves in the kind of public dialogue around higher ed these days is is what people see, perceive as a debate between kind of traditional education, which you can think of as kind of education for its own sake, right? Education that develops good thinking and good citizenship and kind of all the classical ideas of what education is versus the, the group um, that would say that education is not training for a career. Um, I'm very proud that Concordia walks the middle of that road. Um, we absolutely believe deeply in the power of liberal arts education, and in our case, informed by Lutheran thinking and that Lutheran learning model. So all of our students take a core curriculum, a general ed education curriculum that is that is um, broad and really helps them um, kind of develop um, those essential educational skills. And then even in our majors, even the ones that are very career specific, something like nursing, we weave in these courses that help them think it through the world in that kind of general education sense. And um, it includes courses in vocation and sort of exploring who I am um, as a child of God and how I'm created to serve. It includes courses in certainly um, theology, um, as well as English history, psychology, all of, all of those kinds of things. 
we we really work hard to help our students understand that even in those classical kind of liberal arts majors, those ones I just named, they are still career preparation. So, for example, I teach history. One of my degrees is in history. And when I get a chance to teach, if I get in the classroom, that's usually what I'm teaching. And I really help them understand how studying history will make them be prepared to be an employee someday. And so, yeah, like, okay, we're studying World War II. What does that have to do with anything, right? And when I tell them, it's not about the information. We can we can Google the information. If you want to know the Battle of the Bulge, right, you can Google that. Um, but what you can't Google are the deep questions that you learn from history about cause and effect, about context, about the implications of decisions, what happens, um, you know, certain leaders made this decision, this happened. You're learning writing skills and communication skills. You are learning research and analysis skills. And so we work really hard to not be divided by that debate between the traditional liberal arts and career preparation. Um, for us, they are one and the same. That's great. That's a good, uh, that's one of those paradoxes. You need to hold on to both ends of the string there. Thank you for connecting with us on Engaging Truth. Evangelical Life Ministries, ELM, is a group of volunteers in the Houston area who not only plan each of these broadcasts, but also produce them. Each broadcast is founded on God's Word, centered in the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Your prayers and financial gifts help us send each broadcast through various delivery technologies to our country and even throughout the world. So please go to elmhouston.org and click on the donate button. Or you can send your support to ELM, P.O. Box 568, Cypress, Texas 77410. Again, that's ELM, P.O. Box 568, Cypress, Texas 77410. We appreciate every gift and promise to use your gifts to send the good news of Jesus to the whole world. Thank you for your prayers and your support. Again, we're talking with Dr. Christy Kirk, Provost and Executive Vice President at Concordia University in Austin, Texas. Uh, you mentioned the idea that um, you would welcome people coming to visit you there. What do they need to do to, to do that? Please do. Just check out our website, www.concordia.edu, and we can get you set up. You can connect. Give us a call. We will um, have you come visit. We certainly welcome prospective students. Again, those might be traditional age students who are thinking about kind of a traditional college experience. But if you're an adult learner who's interested in online undergraduate or master's programs, um, we have we have a variety of those that we would love to to connect with you on and would always welcome the opportunity to show anyone around this this beautiful campus. So uh, also you mentioned there adult learners and perhaps being online. You have programs that help adults maybe finish a college degree and and can they bring hours with them from previous? Absolutely. Absolutely. We work really hard to be transfer friendly. You can actually transfer up to about 75% of of a degree from other places. Um, We Again, we, we really focus on that concept of student success. And for people, that means different things. And for some people, they started college um, as a young person or whatever stage of life, and they couldn't get through it. And, and we don't want that to be wasted experience for them. College is expensive, and we work very hard to make it affordable. And so absolutely very transfer friendly. Um, most things will transfer to us, and then we can help you across that finish line if, if you're in that boat of being being almost there. Yeah. Uh, is that available even like can somebody finish a degree entirely online or do you need to have uh, presence there? Absolutely. Not all of our majors, but for several of our majors, um, including kind of business, communication, psychology, many of those um, are available completely online. 
student would never have to come to campus at all. So the online program that you have, uh, is that actually live online or is it, uh, how does that work? It is, it is traditionally asynchronous, which means not live. Mm-hmm. Um, you log in at your own convenience and you engage in the course um, through various learning opportunities that are you know, guided by a professor, but not, but not synchronous. Mm-hmm. Um, COVID has changed a lot of things I'm in sure. the world and mm-hmm. also in higher education. So over the past year, we actually developed some synchronous models, which is more um, doing what we're doing right here, of, right. of engaging in conversations across um, time and distance, but doing it um, at the same time. And those we're going to continue to refine what that looks like for us going forward. But traditionally speaking, when we talk about online, it is it is asynchronous. So um, do you have um, currently... Um like uh, hybrid where you have a professor actually teaching a class and then people able to come watch in some manner or another at that same time? Is that how that works or is it all one or the other? Well, that's what we've done for the last year and a half uh-huh. um, in COVID. And we've kind of developed that model as we um, prayerfully and, and God willing kind of move out of COVID and into a more traditional college experience. Um, there will be less of that, but we've also learned a lot. And so we're developing those kinds of programs now to think, what might that kind of program look like in the future? Yeah, you know, um, I actually experienced that. We were part of a learning community where we provided a, a hybrid in person, and uh, it was through Zoom. But uh, yeah, there's some real challenges to that, and I'm sure that you all have had to deal with a lot of challenges this last year, and year and a half. Um, what's the biggest win that uh, comes to you out of this whole thing, where, where you're sitting today and, and looking back? Um, I'm deeply grateful um, for our community and what we've learned about our community. God has really blessed Concordia University, Texas in these years. Um, we have we are in a financially as strong as a place as we have ever been. Um, if you are familiar with the Concordia University system, that, that has not always been true. Not there always been true. Some of our sister schools mm-hmm. that have that have closed. Um, we have weathered this storm really well. Um, we have been very faithful stewards of what we've been given and have been able to, um, to again, be in a very strong financial position. We've also learned a lot about serving our students better. Um, again, whether it's things like um, having some classes that are in a hybrid format like that, it, in many ways, it's about expanding the care that we provide for students to different ways. So our campus pastor, for instance, has become much more engaged with students um, remotely or distance. Um, Over the last year, our mental health profession, our tutoring services have all become much more robust because they're not limited to being in the same place at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's that's really good. Uh, You mentioned you have a campus pastor. So what's that uh, what's that like? How does that work? We have a great campus ministry team. Our current campus pastor, uh, Pastor Steve is part time. He's been serving our campus community for several years. His wife, Pat, is also a part of our community. campus community and our campus um, spiritual life team, our campus ministry team. Um, we are in the search for a full-time campus pastor. We've been looking for a while, so um, we'd love to, to talk to anybody out there who might be interested in campus ministry. And so I hope to have a full-time campus pastor sometime soon, and, and Pastor Fick will stay on staff as well part-time. So um, between uh, Pastor Fick and Pat Fick, a, a full-time campus pastor, also Josh Chai, who is our director of music ministry in our in our um Cantor for our university worship services, um, and it's a it's a robust approach to spiritual life on campus, and make sure that when we talk about developing the students in mind, heart, body, and soul, 
we really take that soul part seriously, right? That it is about providing spiritual care as part of the holistic care that many college students need. Yeah, they sure do. And college is such a critical time for making huge changes and decisions about life and career and so forth. And so I'm, I'm personally a product of campus ministry, even becoming a Lutheran and ultimately then a Lutheran pastor. So God bless you in that. We've been talking to Dr. Christy Kirk, uh, the provost and executive vice president of Concordia University in Austin, Texas. You can connect with them at concordia.edu. And we're so thankful for your presence here today, Dr. Kirk, and pray for his blessings upon your continued work uh, there at Concordia. Thank you so much for having me and blessings to you and to all of your listeners. Thanks for joining us on today's uh, Engaging Truth program. May God bless you richly. Thank you for listening to this broadcast of Engaging Truth. Be sure to join us each week at this time. To help support our ministry, contact Evangelical Life Ministries, Post Office Box 568, Cypress, Texas, 77410, or visit our website at elmhouston.org, or find us on Facebook at Evangelical Life Ministries. Thank you.